This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What do you know? We have another middle-aged woman arrested for stealing from the place she works. It's like we can write these stories ourselves. Yeah. But it's the end of the story that is different than any MomVic tale we've had. Because this woman is getting punished. Hard, huh? And it's not just her who's going to have to deal with the consequences of her actions. Tom. I never thought about this, actually. You're right. You're hanging out in the break room. Ron's just <clears throat> Classic Rock, 96.5, WCMF. Tommy, mm-hmm. if I told you we were about to tell the story of a 52-year-old woman who was working as a bookkeeper for a local business, mm-hmm. you tell me we're about to discuss... <laughs> Busted mom vict. That's right, a mom vict. <clears throat> a 52-year-old woman pleaded guilty to writing checks to herself... Which she changed in the company's accounting software. Police say she's also accused of paying herself several bonus checks through this payroll system. Lady Chiching. Here's the funniest part of this yeah. story. Uh, she also failed to pay her income taxes on that stolen money, which she would have to do because she put Ooh. it through payroll. Oh. Oh. Funny, that's also a charge, but it is. I wonder if that's how she got caught. It's possible. So when it's all said and done, mm-hmm. this, fi- this 52-year-old woman admitted to stealing just under $267,000. And the charges... Millionaire. Does it say how, over how much time? We don't have that. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the charges she was facing, yeah. both of them felonies. Mm. She was sentenced this week. Yeah. And the punishment is twofold. She has to pay back that two hundred sixty-seven grand in restitution. Okay. At 52, that should be no problem. Yeah. She also has to pay $16,000 in back taxes to the federal government. Oh, she ain't got that. And in a shocking twist, mm-hmm. we never see when it comes to mom vics, she's going to jail. Okay. Okay. This 52-year-old woman was sentenced to one to three years in state prison. Mm. Mama's going away, yeah. which is my favorite Ribs Arkansas song. <laughs> so, Tommy, it's possible. That so many momvics have been getting a slap on the wrist, and we talk about them all the time here in the break room, that maybe they're going to start making examples. So they're coming down hard on some of these mamas. Well, Tommy, when, <clears throat> when's the last momvic you remember getting jail time? No, it's usually the debate in the room. Right? And we <laughs> keep seeing these stories over and over, and if mama knows now that mama can get locked up, maybe mama thinks twice. All right. Maybe. How do you handle your mother going to jail at 52 years old? It's a disaster. How so? But for you. But not just take take her out of it. What she did, yeah. <clears throat> you don't know what responsibilities she's leaving behind at sure. fifty two. What responsibilities would a fifty two year old woman have? Okay, first of all, there's probably some legal fees you're going to have to clear up, right? She probably had to go get a lawyer. Oh, that's cool. She's got some money stashed away. Right, <laughs> there you go. So you might have to sell the house to pay the lawyer. Okay, which means you'd have to liquidate everything in the house, mm-hmm. and I guess she would have to sign off on that. Um, but- so I mean, there could be so many emotional issues, and then. Whatever she's left behind, you've got to maintain. 
right? Well, and, she, and when she gets out of jail, what I mean, do you do with all, her? Yeah, because I mean, she's busted. Okay, so let's talk about that second part. The what do you and, do when she gets out? And well, at in fi- and out. All right. Well, go ahead. And at fifty-two, I mean, I don't she's know. Done. Where, well, no, I'm thinking of like if she has kids. Um, they may only be in their 20s. Okay, they could be in high 30. school. Uh, you could be in high school, yeah. but I would assume 20s to 30s with a 52-year-old woman. Yeah. Just based on timeline, standard time. Right. So, I mean, it, you may not be in a place where you can financially support anybody but yourself. Yeah, I mean, I it is the worst yeah. time. So that, that could fall on aunts and uncles, her brothers yeah, or sisters. Yeah, other family members. Right? Okay. Her mother could still and father could still be around, Ooh, and they right. could be in their 70s, yeah. late 70s. They're going to have to, like, everybody's going to have to pitch in to clean this up, if you're going to clean it up. All right, so the phone number is 252-WCMF, because you say everybody has to pitch in. Do they? If that's, that, a, that's another question. What, do you want to do that? At 52 years old, if mm-hmm. that is your mom, your sister, your daughter, what obligation do you have to this woman? Because the fact of the matter is, based mm-hmm. on the guilty plea, if she didn't steal $267,000... Nobody she, would be in the situation. Right. Yes, she wouldn't be going to jail for one to three but years. But do you want to watch your kids suffer as an older parent? Like, you're in your 70s. Do you want to see your kid... Sitting in a joint. All right, but what about mom? Is it easier to watch your child as an adult suffer or your mother older than you suffer? I think mother. You think it's easier to watch mom suffer? That person raised you. Yeah. They gave you your moral compass. Right, they they, right. they, they well, bandaged your skin knees. I'm they, also mm-hmm. wondering, um, you know, if, if they're taking money for financial re- like did they ever spend that on me? Like did they use that to help me in some way, which would also make me, even though I'm not guilty, feel a little bit guilty well, about it. I didn't know. How could I know? That doesn't make her a good person. It was stolen. I'm not money. saying yeah. it makes her a good person, but am I am I part of the reason why she did it? I don't know. All right, let me ask you a question, Tom. Yeah. So let's say when your mother's 52 years old, you would have been in your early 20s. Yeah. Would you feel an obligation to financially support your mother when she got out of jail? You would have you would have been guilted into it with my family, but I wouldn't have anything to help her with. At 20 years old, yeah. I had nothing. Right. Like So even my brothers at that point, they were not wealthy guys when she was 50. They were just, they, they were starting out with families. So the only person that could have helped my, could have helped my mother would have been my father. Okay. But he was, he would have been retired. So. He would have had to go get a job? Yeah. Especially if it would have sucked him dry. Well, if she would have done that in the first place, wouldn't have this problem. Oh! Come on, folks. Thank you, but it, it but it screws up the whole every it just screws up the family. No, like you're right, you've just ruined every holiday, birthday, financial situation. You're going to suck all the oxygen out of the room if the family is tight and cares. So yeah. there's there's also something else you have to consider here because what? you know you're bringing up fathers. What kind of mom are you getting out when she comes out? Not what I'm saying. What you think she's got face tattoos? You don't know. You don't know after she's been institutionalized for a while. What that system's going to spit out. How that affects somebody. Okay. Do you think she had to join a gang to keep herself safe? You never know. She's a Latin king now? <laughs> some mom group. <laughs> some violent mom group. 252 WCMF. We're talking about this 52-year-old woman. She was arrested, long story short, for cutting checks for herself and paying bonuses that weren't hers while she worked at a as a secretary at an unnamed business, bookkeeper, excuse me, uh, two felonies for stealing $267,000 and not paying the taxes on mm. it. She was sentenced to not only restitution, but one to three years in state prison. It's a unique story because all the mom victims we have, mm. they never go to jail. Think about this. Let's even start with the most simple stuff that would be uncomfortable. You know, let's say it's your mom, Kimmy, Mm -hmm. 52-year-old mom. 
you're walking through Wegmans, you run into someone from your childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's your mom doing? Because yeah, you know, I this, know. How do you answer it's, that? It's possible. Two to four. Well, <laughs> do you tell them? Well, I would. I I would almost tell them just because I would assume they saw it. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like stories like this. It's a yeah. small paper story, right? Like, yeah, this isn't but lead just in news. case, like, I don't want to be seen as like I'm I'm a liar if they already know. So you would have to lay out and, and think about it, like. If that happened to somebody you know's parent, you would know. It would be talked about. I don't know. A hundred percent. I don't know. All right. If they were sincerely asking, because yeah. if they're asking knowing they're dicks. Yeah. But if they're sincerely asking, didn't know, hmm. would you feel the need to tell them in the middle of Wegmans, my I'd mom? I'd probably brush it off, say something super generic. I would just say, you know, I haven't heard from her in a while. Why? Well, because she's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> what if you got kids of your own? Mm-hmm. So let's say mom at 52 is going to do 18 months, right. right? You're in six months. Do you take the kids to jail to see grandma? Yeah. What do you mean, yeah? I mean, they're, I mean, if they want to see their grandmother, why would you keep them away? I mean, but Do you want to see your grandma like that? And do you want your kids to know grandma's locked up? Do you even tell them what's going on? Well, if they have an inkling, I mean, you may have to. Let's say six, seven years old where they would be able to understand, but you could also keep it from them. You, I mean, I would. Try, I mean, if you could keep it from me, you would. They're eventually going to find out anyway. Um, maybe you don't want them to go to through this system and see what it's like. Because those, those benches look really uncomfortable when you're talking. I mean, when your daughter, I, I guess <clears throat> I, the mentality of like a six, seven year old. Like, do you think your daughters could handle it? Would you want your daughters? To see their grandmother in that way, that, that's just the, to just to like this, see the reality of the situation. I it guess. would shatter. Because think about your grandma. Mm-hmm. Think about how everybody feels about your grandma. Grandma if can you, do no wrong. If you see the only way you can see grandma is behind plate glass in an orange jumpsuit, that would shatter your traditional image of grandma. I don't think I could bring my kids yeah. there. I don't even want to tell my kids grandma got arrested. I would have to lie. Maybe wait till they're adults to yeah. do that. Or but just, they're gonna find out before they're adults. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Okay, you can better <clears throat> handle it at eighteen. 1920 than you can at six or seven. So what's the what's the age appropriate where because they do have ones where it's not behind glass. I mean you can literally sit across from each other and have a conversation. I understand. You, I mean, you know, where you could talk to her. Sure, but you know, the And it can, might help her while she's locked up getting through whatever she's trying to get through. Okay, but is that my obligation to put my kids in a spot where they're uncomfortable because of something? Her. But it's also did. your mother and, you know, I mean she stole money, she didn't stab somebody. Okay, but she still stole money. So she got on the inside. <laughs> what if she comes out she's got a shiner? She's got a shiner. New tattoo. New tattoo, missing one tooth, maybe some track marks. Wait, she started doing heroin? I don't know that what goes on. Quickly. It's a quick jump. A wide jump. But, you know, she could look institutionalized. Okay, yeah. I don't want to expose my kids to that. And look, I understand that there are some people listening right now that have had to, that have no choice. You know, mom or dad get locked up. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's been a thing an entire life, so it becomes less of a shock. But if this is the first thing this woman ever did wrong, and she's going to jail for it. It could be, I mean, this may be something a family never considered they would have to do. Most don't. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could take my kids. I think I'd lie and say grandma's on like a year and a half long cruise. And then if you get out and see my kids, you got to go with the lie. I can't do it. So do you let them write to her? On the cruise, yeah. Well, you, they're not going to, because. Well, you can't call her in jail, can you? No, but I could call her on a cruise when she's in port. 
No, it's a really far cruise. Oh, really far port. They're six or seven. They don't know the difference. Oh, yeah. These kids are sharp. You tell me the kids are picking up the phone, do playing games on them. They don't think they can figure this stuff out? They are picking up the phone, do playing games <laughs> on them. It ain't my young dumbass from the 60s. Look, uh, my kids are at the age where I could not lie to them. They're right past yeah. 11 and 13. Yes, I would have to tell them that grandma's locked up. But even in that situation, I don't know how I would be able to explain Maybe it. it's a teachable moment. Do you teach them how the world works? Don't steal a quarter million dollars from the place you work. But this is what this is what happens when you do bad. Okay. This is the place where you go if you don't listen. Yeah, but my fear. You know, you know everybody in here didn't do their homework. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens when you when you talk back to the teacher. My fear would be that safety of Gam Gam is gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, she ain't no yeah. Gam Gam anymore. Oh, no, that's that's her, what the screws are calling her. That's her gang name, Gam Gam. <laughs> the old Gam Gam Gang. We got Facebook messages coming in. You can always get us at WCMF or the Break Room Facebook page again. Talking about a 52-year-old woman. She was arrested after police say working as a bookkeeper. She stole $267,000 from the place she worked. She's facing. She faced felonies for that theft and for not paying the taxes on yeah. it. Which is funny because she did it. She's Capone. Yeah, so she has to pay restitution and she got one to three years in state prison. This comes in from Blake. Unique names today. Mm. Blake writes us, uh, we went through this with my family. My mom was locked up for a car accident. I don't want to tell you the details. You don't have to, Blake. Mm. Uh, but I had to bring my kids to visit their grandma. I had the same thought Kimmy and Duffy did, but it's their grandma and she wanted to see them and they wanted to see her. I guess you got to fulfill the wish, right? I mean, if the kids want to see her, it, maybe it's even worse not seeing her. Because well, no, then it's theater of the mind. Like, what happened? That could be. Maybe, you know, they see it in a... In a Maybe it brings them some comfort to see that she's doing okay. Yeah, no, no, no. That's really good. There's a lot of comfort <laughs> driving know. out in the middle of nowhere, yeah, walking up to a castle prison, <laughs> the door cl- going through security, <laughs> yeah, patting down my kids to make sure they don't have any contraband on them. And there's grandma in an orange jumpsuit wearing slippers. Nah. All right. The good thing is, uh, at 52 years old, you'd be wearing the same slippers inside as you would outside. Yeah, very comfortable shoes. Right. All right. So I guess the moral of the story is. Mm-hmm. Don't steal $267,000 from the place you work. And if you are going to, Mm. pay the taxes on it so you're only facing one felony Always cover your ass. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... 
what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The five worst words you can hear from someone you know. Hey, man. Yeah. I have a gig. <laughs> That's six words. But you get uh, what I'm saying. So they're performing. Yes, an invitation to a night of music or improv comedy <clears throat> or community theater. And it turns out... Everyday schmucks aren't the only ones taken to the stage to show off their talents. Okay. Because one very famous New Yorker, who everyone will remember, mm-hmm. was bitten by the performance bug and is dragging his friends out to bars oh, to watch him do it. You're hanging out in the break room. Ron's just classic rock, 96.5 WCMF. Do you remember David Patterson? He was the governor. You got it. The governor of New York, he took over for Elliot Spitzer after he had his prostitute scandal. So he had an issue with vision, uh, So he was notable for two things. Yeah. He was the first black governor in New York, mm-hmm. and he was the first legally blind governor in the history of the United States. But he had a often. weird type of blindness because like, he could... I remember Partially. when he would write documents down, he could see, but he had to almost put his face... Like on the paper. Like on the paper. It was very awkward. Yes. Okay. So uh, he <laughs> served the rest of the term that he was given after Spitzer had to resign, right. and that was it. Yeah, and then he kind of faded away. I he guess. was going to run again, but he was... Well, he told- had an issue with a... Like an affair or something? Uh, there was a couple of things, oh. but that ended up, that didn't kill his campaign. Mm. People told him, don't run, and he was like, okay. Right. So he served the rest of that term, and since then, he's been very busy. He's been doing political stuff. He's probably a lawyer, too, right? Uh, I didn't see lawyer yeah. stuff. He's had a couple of radio shows in Albany. Okay. And he learned how to play the guitar. All right. He took Getting into music. So a story on 13 Web last night says that during the pandemic, David Patterson, former New York governor, started taking guitar lessons. Okay. And after that, he started a band called Blind Dog Dave and the Pirate Throng. Wow. That's a lot of words there to take <laughs> it's, in. It's the it's most dad band name. <laughs> yeah. blind For Blind Dads. Dog Dave and the Pirate Throng. So what style of music? Bluesy or? Well, yeah. So this man who just learned to play the guitar performs Covers of Otis Redding, Johnny Lee Hooker, among other things. Okay. And just the other night, at a gig at a bar in Albany, he set out a dedication of my girl to Governor Kathy Hochul. Oh, wow. So according to the story, Mm -hmm. the bars he's playing are full of his political friends drinking and watching and supporting their buddy. Yeah. Being the governor of New York was not enough attention. You had to learn to play the guitar and <laughs> start go, a band. Start a band and drag your friends out to watch. By the okay. way, so, oh, go ahead. No, okay. I was going to say. I mean, you play the guitar. If uh, if you learn to play the guitar, do you think two years in you could be good enough to be in a band? Uh, I would have thought two years in. Okay, so you think like you'd know enough at that point? Here's the thing that sucks about playing the guitar. You don't know how bad you are at the guitar until like years after when you look <laughs> okay. back and go. Because every time, right. every new thing you learn, you're like, I was I'm like say, the greatest like, guitar I would think ever. that would take a little longer than, you know, two, three years to get it going. But David Patterson is the perfect guy. Like, if I was his buddy, mm-hmm. he's the one guy, like, if he had a gig, he's the guy. Why is that? Yeah, I was there. I was in the back. Loved it, man. Loved it, bro. I didn't want to bother you. I know. But... You nailed it, baby. You nailed it. Perfect. Because you lied to your blind buddy no, you about being a loser. you can't lie to your the blind buddy. What are you going to go no, to blind gotta... hell? I think that's just hell. Yeah, probably. No, you got to talk to him after, make sure he knows you were there. So you and I have a problem. Tell him how great it was. What's the problem? So, because like when you and I started doing comedy, yep. certain friends came out and supported you. Came sure. out and see you, right? But you didn't want that, did you? Well, 
Sometimes those are the only people in the room you that got were clapping. Yeah. All right, yeah. all right. So yeah, you want them. So like you at those, like if you were in that position, you got to go support other people. No, you yeah, mean, he's you're 100% right. Because right. you, you don't want to be them. that ass. But here's the problem. What? And the phone number is 252-WCMF. Is there anything worse no. than an invite to see an adult performance? No. It's right? sad. Um, friend, it's coworker, sad. family member, band, <clears throat> comedy show, community theater. The best case scenario. Any type of open mic. Ah, the best case scenario. You lose two hours of your life. The worst case, you're spending money on cover and drinks at this place only so you don't hurt their feelings. Yeah. I don't think the first time is so bad because I think the Shut first up, time, Jimmy. no, listen, the first time you're going based on curiosity. Nope. Am nope. I wrong? No, you're wrong. No, I you don't care. You've never, wait a go, like You've if, never done this? Um, no, you haven't. I, yeah, I don't think I know anybody who's like performed. It's horrible because first of all... When they're done, yeah, I gotta say you did great, even yep. though you. Uh, yeah, but even uh, if a uh, even if a friend said I'm gonna go do open mic, I think I would go just because I really want to see it. What? I, I wouldn't. I, you wouldn't want to see it. No, you don't. Have you it's ever sad. been in an open mic in your life, Kimmy? Do you? We've told a lot of sad stories. You know why we haven't told you open mic stories? Because you'd start crying. There are people that we've talked about. Mm. Um, that you wanted to go see, and we just didn't just see how and, bad it okay, was. Look, there is a person who went out and performed. Yes, and we wanted to make fun of this person mercilessly, <laughs> and we even got to the point where we were planning on going, yeah. and we didn't. We bailed. You, you know why? Because it sucks. The no, reality no. hit us. You yes. didn't know. You didn't go because it was going to suck. You didn't go because you didn't want to be seen. Okay, maybe that was our excuse, yeah. but it was going to suck. Hard. Okay. And the other, and the other thing is, if you go, let's say they go do it again. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The second time. And you already said I was good. So, hey, I'm going to be at so-and-so in a couple of weeks. Please come out. He's right. It's like a cult. Like, once you're in, you can't get out. It's the mafia. And there isn't really any way of getting out of going if they directly ask Mm -hmm. you to come. Like, Tommy, this example is the worst of all examples. Because, like, with David Patterson, Mm -hmm. I'm saying the former governor, now learning to play the guitar during COVID and starting a band. There are some people you know. That are legitimately talented. Yeah. And they've been doing it their whole lives. And they just became normal adults with real jobs. And they do this to blow off Mm. steam. Those folks can surprise you. Sometimes you'll go and you're like, wow. Wow. With this story, David Patterson, the former governor, just learned to play the guitar. In what, his 60s? Yeah. Thank you. So you're watching a 60-year-old do a hobby while people he knows are being held hostage Mm -hmm. in a bar. Yes. God. Mm -hmm. And, like, when it comes to the people in your life who will ask you to go to things, mm-hmm. if it's family, you have to go. Yeah. And you have to pretend like you're having a good time. If it's a friend, less of an obligation, but you probably have to go. Mm-hmm. Especially if they've done you any kind of a solid in the past. The most awkward of all mm-hmm. are the coworkers. Yep. Because you and tr- I was that coworker. And you were that coworker. Yeah. Yeah. But you just witnessed it in the break room. No matter how much someone sucks, there will be someone at your job who goes, let's go check it out. Kimmy, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of interested. And they're going to like get a little posse together. Yeah. So now you're not just disappointing the person on stage. Yeah. You're disappointing all your effing coworkers. Yes. And now it's like being at work again, except your 60-year-old coworkers playing Michael it's, Row the Boat Ashore. It's got to be a thousand times more complicated if it's a coworker. Oh, yeah. Because you, you have to maintain that. Like, you are... <laughs> you have to maintain that relationship for a lot of reasons. Uh, I'm getting I'm getting pits in my stomach just thinking about it. So I, I can remember like the first time I ever did one of these. 
It was in the back room of an Italian restaurant on a gong night. Okay. And I remember like the night, I had a couple of buddies of mine from Covenant Cut Meat okay. and my, my first wife, right? And that was it. So the next day, word got out that, that I sucked, right? So they, so they were just killing me all day. So they called me, Tommy, get the hook. <laughs> get the hook. Tommy's here. Get the hook all day long. Like, it was just the worst thing all the way. It was just the worst idea all the way around. But it is stupid, too, having been in that spot that yeah. you were in with stand-up comedy. As the person performing, you think it's a great idea when you're asking your friends, co-workers, and family to go. They're all rooting for you, man. I'm going to get up there. They're going to be so impressed, man. They're mm-hmm. going to see all this work that I put in. I'm going to be a star yes. one day. Man. <laughs> 252-WCMF, 252-9263. David Patterson, former governor of New York, during COVID, learned how to play the guitar, <laughs> according to a story on 13 That's Wham. some balls, man. He is now performing in a bar band. Having just learned how to play the guitar, the band is called Blind Dog Dave and the Pirate Throng, and he is making his friends go to bars in Albany, where he's still working doing political stuff, watching him play covers of songs. Let's talk to John. He's on CMF. Hey, Johnny, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? Yo. I, you guys are killing me because I've, I've been that musician, but for the love of God, the only thing worse than coworkers is family. But you, you're missing the most easiest. The easiest out is, I'm sorry, guys, I already have plans that night. Maybe I'll catch you in the next one if I'm available. Okay, so here's the thing. But Back- you can only run that for so long. One, two. Back in the day, that was possible, mm-hmm. but now you have to be actively aware of what you're doing, because if you show up in a picture on social media, or you write something on Twitter or Facebook that you forgot about, or somebody else goes, yeah, I was just hanging out with John the yeah. other night, whatever, you're effed, man. Yes. Yeah, I, I get it, but thankfully I hang out with people who don't use social media, because I can't stand it myself, but I get it. John's so cool, man. <laughs> no, Off the grid, cool. John. I just hate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, how See old you are you now, buddy? Hold on, before you go. I'm old, you... I'm, I, I just turned 56. Well, happy birthday. When were you doing the bar gig thing? What ages? Oh, God. I, st- I started uh, in, in Manhattan when I was 15, 16. No big deal, man. At what age did you realize asking people to come out to your shows was making everybody hate you? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, probably when I was about 17 or 18. Okay, so you uh, learned early on. Yeah. That's a good thing. Because there are some people, John, thanks for the call, but I appreciate mm. it. There are some people that never learn. No, they don't even see it. Mm. Like, they don't see the failure that you are. <laughs> no, but they don't. They, <laughs> okay. I, We knew comics yeah. that would get up on stage, mm-hmm. open mic night, dead silent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dead silent. Oh. They get off stage and go, I killed. That, was, that oh, question. They go, what room were you in? <laughs> I was in a room where your body was and it sucked. <laughs> And the worst part is those are the people that stick with it the longest. They never leave. They're still there, probably. Kimmy, there are guys and gals. Because, God, I started doing it. You were 15. Yeah, so 22 years ago. Yeah. Right? You were doing it around the same time. Mm Mm-hmm. There are guys that have been doing it that long, that were there before me, oh, yeah. that yeah. have never gotten a paid gig, that yeah. are still there. Yeah. Still there. Writing stuff down, yeah. recording it. We had one dude, there was this one gig, the stage had a ceiling fan over it, it was always on. It got so silent in a room, you could hear the ceiling fan turn. Oh, man. That tick, 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 Yeah, tick, yeah, tick. yeah. All right, here's the question. What's that? The phone number is 252-WCMF. Having to go to an adult performance, what is the worst performance you would have to sit through? Here are your three options. Band in a mm-hmm. bar, comedy, either stand-up or improv, <clears throat> or community theater play. 
comedy would be the worst because you're looking for that immediate reaction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you know you're sucking in real time. Okay. You There's hide- silent moments of no, silence. No, I'm saying as, a, as, a, as someone who's watching. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So if I'm sitting there watching you die on stage, the silence could be, or the heckling, or mm-hmm. the booing, or the comments. Comedy's the worst. You can hide behind a song in a band. Okay. Community theater, you can kind of hide behind everybody, but you're such an exposed nerve and you're standing by yourself and getting nothing. And to your point, if you're in the audience, you are kind of a part of it all. Yeah. There's more responsibility on you as a buddy or somebody that you know. To, to, you could be to, the only one fake laughing yes. just trying to save this. You would have yeah. to do that in right. comedy. Okay. All right. I understand where you guys are coming from, mm. there, but I think you're wrong. All right. What do you think? All right. If we go from easiest to worst, the band set as a spectator is the easiest one. They're yeah. short. You can talk to other people. It's happening. Yeah, right. Right. You can get a beer or potatoes. Mm-hmm. kind of be in the background. You got it. I think there is a race between the play and comedy. Both are brutal. I agree yeah. with you. I agree with you. But comedy, you can sneak out when your buddy's done. With a play, you have lost two and a half hours of yes, your life. It is yeah. a longer commitment. At the Parenton Community Theater to watch Hello, Dolly, where your friend has one line the entire time. <laughs> that has to be the most brutal. And, like, you don't know anybody else there. Mm. You kind of have to, like, dress a little bit nice to go. Right and on. with, like, a play, there's always going to be like, hey, well, we're going to TGI Friday's aftermath. <laughs> oh, the after party. I, we're gonna, yeah, yeah, I can get you in. I can get you in the Parenton Players Hello Dolly after party. <laughs> and like at least at an open mic, there may be someone that surprises you if you sit through other acts. Oh, somebody's going to actually die? <laughs> at a community theater, and with all due respect to folks who do community theater, mm. nobody in a community theater performance will blow you away. No, of course not. It's not going to happen. Like I've, I've had to sit through it's high impossible. school. I've had to sit through middle and high school plays where there's kids that it's like, wow, that kid is talented. Mm. You yeah, know, yeah. it made it worth the trip. Younger people doing it. Yes. It's a little different. There's a future there, yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah. Never have I had to go to an adult play where I was like, wow. And you know who ruined it for everybody? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Because <laughs> everybody thinks there's a Philip Seymour Hoffman again in this town. One of the oh, most unique actors. Like I'm going to uh, be discovered at a later later age. But they think like that person, you know, is there somewhere. The mm-hmm. most one of the most unique actors of the 20th century. I won an Oscar. Yeah, yeah, but he very unique. Sure. That it. That's that's the only one you're going to get. <laughs> we got we got Facebook messages coming in again. This conversation started former New York Governor David Patterson. You know, first blind governor in the, the history Phil Moore, of the Phil uh, Seymour Hoffman of uh, governor. Yes, yes, I believe so. Uh, he learned to play the guitar during COVID mm-hmm. as an adult. He started a bar band. Again, I will say the name of the band because it's the most dad name ever. Yeah. It is Blind Dog Dave and the Pirate Throng. He is now performing in bars and dragging his political friends out to watch him do covers of Otis Redding and songs like that. Mm. Justin writes us on Facebook. The worst is when your boss is in a band. One of my first jobs, we thought we had to go when he invited us to help our careers. I went to like four or five shows. They sucked, and it never helped me. And I think Justin brings up a good point here. What's that? It all comes down to the relationship with the person and how them being offended by you not going affects you negatively. All right. Right? Because if it's your boss, I get it. I would feel like I would have to go. Yeah. And I would feel like I would have to go every time they ask me. Well, you got yep. to because it's uh, that could be a career-ending move. Yeah. So the you know the owner of the Knicks and Madison Square Garden- James Dolan. Has a blues band. Yes. And he's performed up here. He flies up in a private jet and has a full blues band that he performs with. So you know if your boss is billionaire 
James Dolan and you're working at Madison Square Garden in the back office somewhere and he's doing a gig in Manhattan, you got to go. No, it's you're a boss man. You're 100% and right. He's going to know who's there. Uh, and then, like, when he wants to break down the gig afterwards, like, he's going to do that. Uh, yep. uh, look, mm. look. And I grew up in this town. Mm. I would like to apologize if you can hear me to every single person I ever asked to come do an open mic show when I was a kid. Bro, you only got to thank three people, <laughs> and I'm one of them, so you're fine. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Blitzed. Like, you weren't there eating your own you-know-what while you were on stage. <laughs> no, your mom didn't come. Uh, your own? Shut up. We're also just thinking of being asked to a performance-type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are people that may ask you to show up to a, like, let's say they've been working towards a half marathon or a marathon or some, like, big accomplishment like that. Mm. You kind of have to show up to those kind of things, too. In the crappy weather. But yeah. I or, like, t- any kind of competition. I can tolerate that stuff better. Like, but look, that I, could be a long time. You're standing there watching quarterfinals, and, or <laughs> it's not body even building. finals. Okay, but like bodybuilding, like, that's the creepiest crap, man. <laughs> look what you did. Well, I'm just saying. Like, I think that, that there are other things that coworkers or friends could, you know, really put a lot of work into that you may have to go support. Hey, Jeff, you look really good in them panties up there. <laughs> But here's the thing, when it comes to the marathon or the pickleball yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. if you ask me to go, I can respect somebody that set a goal, mm-hmm. worked hard, right. and accomplished something. Like, you don't just get to, like, do that stuff. You but are that would so be, full of crap. But, that, that, but you talk about time spent. You're right. Man, a marathon or any of these competitions, yeah. we got to sit there for that long? Look, I wouldn't love it. Yeah. On but a you, tell, you think it's still better than... You know, 10 minutes of stand-up? I would go to 10 of those before I would go to a bar really? band gig, okay. improv or stand-up, or a community theater. Because those th- three things that we just named, the, the bar band, the comedy, and the theater, mm. they just let everybody do it. You don't have to have talent. If well, at least s- I get alcohol with those. <laughs> I don't get any yeah. alcohol you gotta with, make a sign. you know, marathon guys. I think I would be proud if I was close to uh, someone. Maybe I really with some people. We've known people that did it and we laughed at them. I didn't go. We laughed at him. Yeah, but I didn't go. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 
Wasn't all that long ago, Tommy. Was that? Where the most common relationship in America were two people that were fully committed to oh, each yeah, other. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, that's what a relationship is, traditionally. What America was built on. Patrick. That's right, yes, and when everything was so good. Mm. However, uh, things have changed. Well, what are they doing now? Well, that's just it. We're all about to learn a new word, which is now the most common type of relationship in this great country of ours. But it's a an adult relationship. Yes. Consenting adult relationship. All right. You're hanging out in the break room. Watch just classic rock, 96.5 WCMF. The most common type of relationship in the United States right now yeah, what is, is a monogamish relationship. Monogamish? Monogamish. Okay. So monogamish. I thought they canceled that show. Monogamish is defined as not a totally open relationship, but sometimes you get down on it with other people. So, so you, you kind of thought you're either open or you're not. So this so. one sounds you you can stray and it's okay. Uh, but occasionally? Yeah. So there are Ish. two so there Ish. are two kinds of monogamish relationships okay. right now. One, you just started seeing someone. You haven't had the what are we discussion yet. Okay, all right. So all right. You're okay. a little open oh, okay. window there. Yeah, you're Not somewhat committed. committed but so you could, I could go out for a knob-ish. Yes. Well, or a bang-ish. If it's a knob-ish, I'm not interested. I'm knob or no knob. <laughs> yeah. But I guess that's what we in our generation can be referred to as yeah. talking, right? Like, mm-hmm. I like you. We're going to spend time together, but we haven't had that. Yeah. What are we discussing? We're not official. The second type of monogamish relationship, you are in a long-term committed marriage, mm-hmm. whatever, where something comes up every once in a while, and you have a discussion to decide if that's okay together. The second part of that, not mm-hmm. together as in you'll do it together, as in like I'm okay with you sleeping with this person. Mm-hmm. That second one seems a lot harder to seems pull very off. Very complicated. It seems like it doesn't exist. Because I would either think you have to have the idea of we are in an open relationship or we're not. It's h- kind of hard to to walk that line in between. But right. you didn't start out that way. What you're saying is we start out as a, mm-hmm. as a couple. And at some point, we went to ish. Unless you had this idea the entire time where, look, there will be situations that pop up where I'm okay with you doing this. But then okay. I guess you would just be in an open relationship. Well, no, right? because... It, yeah, you kind of are. Yeah. Well, ish. Tom, I guess I don't know the difference. Tommy, I think you can back me up on mm. this. Look, we have known swingers throughout yeah. our time in this business. For some reason, swingers are attracted <laughs> to the radio right. industry, right? And Good-looking people. <laughs> Kimmy, when you're in an open relationship, yeah. at least the ones I've witnessed, it feels like there's pressure to continuously do it. Okay. Right? Like, this yeah. is now a part of it's our- It's happening more. Yes. It's a part of our fabric of being. Whereas, I guess if you're in a monogamish relationship, yeah. there's less pressure to be that person. Comes up every once in a while. If something happens, it happens. If it doesn't, we're a happy husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend. See, I think that would be harder, though, than a standard- open relationship only because like if that only comes around every now and then i would think well what's so i think the jealousy would be there more because you're thinking like what's so great about this person that you're all of a sudden you know wanting to stray no i agree with you but then again who am i to say what works and what doesn't i know i I mean you know Almost one half of people that get married end up not married anymore. True. Right? It wouldn't work for me, but... Right. Now, I know there are a lot of guys listening to us define this new word you learned, monogamish, thinking, this sounds pretty good. Yeah, they're heading down to the monogamish bar tonight looking for mm-hmm. a lady. The problem with that, gentlemen, mm-hmm. is you have to keep in mind, this goes both ways. Yes. yes. So, like, you could be into somebody, and you think she's into you, and you can go to your wife and be like, hey, remember that monogamish thing? And your wife goes, yeah, sure. But that exact same thing could happen two weeks later mm-hmm. if a guy, bing, bang, boom. She's out riding two. Frank. <laughs> and I'm, Frank's tank. I'm willing to guess mm. women 
would have way more opportunities in a situation oh, like this. Like all I think so of too. Them. And I don't think you would realize that until you started to go down this right. road. Like that's what always made me laugh about, you know, couples that were in open relationships. Like you cannot tell me mm. there are the same amount of women that want to have sex with your married ass mm. than there are men mm. that want to have sex with your wife. Right. And like how as a woman in an open relationship do you filter through all of those applications? It's like <laughs> No kidding. It's like McDonald's, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, there, we can only take so many of you. <laughs> <laughs> it does surprise me in a city like Rochester that you could that it would be common only because you would run into these people all the time. Is it common in Rochester? I don't know. Well, there's a big I, swinger, at least there was for a while there, community yeah. there. Yeah, we have like, become, places, we've gotten out of touch with the swingers. <laughs> there are places Thank God. where you could have those kind of relationships and then potentially never see that person yeah, again. Where yeah. I'm guessing like... I don't, I don't know where your connections are coming from, but it would seem like you're eventually going to run in the same circle. Yeah, but that being said, I mean, look, I'm at least the people we knew yeah. wanted to keep the fact that they were in open relationships quiet mm-hmm. because of the judgment from other people. Sure. So if you're all in this community together, the last thing you want to do is expose each other because now I'm at a disadvantage. Oh, I'm not saying you wouldn't. You would say something. I'm just saying just running into them would be awkward. Okay, but maybe it's like maybe. Yeah, that is weird, man. Like if you were, if They're you hooked up with somebody, right, and yeah. then now you're at Wegmans, right, and you see that <laughs> yeah. person, that's yeah. got to be creepy you, as hell. You man. still have a hard time running into people you had sex with back in the day. No, but there's just a fear of it happening. No, now really, yeah, because like I mean, I'm saying like if I'm in a relationship now, sure, and then I go out and have this thing, mm-hmm. and then I'm out at Wegmans two weeks from now, and there they are, and you see them, and you're with your current significant right. other, that would be. Heart attack time. But you've had the conversation. Yeah. Look, I get it. If you're a guy cheating I've had on a million wife. conversations go bad on me, bro. <laughs> I had a million situations I thought, oh, this is going to work out fine. I, <laughs> and even if it's, you know, even if she knows that, that you've slept with that person, I think that there's still an element of, like, out of sight, out of mind. Okay. Until it's like, now I'm forced to interact. Well, that's I've always been curious about that when it came to people in open relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, if I come home, let's say I'm in an open relationship, yeah. mm-hmm. and I come home and I go, hey, uh, there's this woman, you know, I, I, I'm going to pursue it. Do they want to know name details? Huh. Do they not want to know anything? Like, after it's over. Curiosity's going to get to you. Are do, there rules where you are not? You can't do it with somebody you know, you oh, both know? Good question. Do Do you gossip about it like you would with your buddies mm. afterwards? Does she want to know, like, how it was? Does she want to, you know, I, I How don't, kinky yeah. was your ass? Well, you'd have to be pretty kinky if you're already- Just to, just to venture out the Maybe. door in yeah. this direction, mm-hmm. you're a kink ass. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would also think, like, I mean, again, it's so foreign- mm. Would you want to know what they did with that other person to see if there's something that they're willing to try with someone else that they don't want to try with you? And mm-hmm. why is that the case? And I mean, there's, there's so, so many-, many roads of jealousy to go down here. Yeah, but people do it. Yeah. And people are yeah. happy. Yeah. Are they? Okay, you always say that, but we I always figure I, I in these that- things, one side is happy, one regrets it. I don't know, but the, uh, yeah, I guess you'll never know. Unless somebody's really willing to give you an honest mm. opinion about it. By the way, I mean, we're talking about open relationships. Like, these are new ideas. No, it's been around forever. Yes, man. like, I mean, you know, your parents may have the been 60s The 60s swing and 60s, yes. man, they did it, yeah. I mean, there were beer commercials that featured people that were the, this is a swinger. And they, like, the, do you remember that beer commercial? Yes. The, I, uh, the keys in the fishbowl? Yeah, yes. Yeah. I would also think now more than ever, it's so easy to connect with people to 
have that type of mm-hmm. lifestyle with. Absolutely. So, I mean, if Ugh. all of the complicated stuff we just discussed sounds like something you'd be into, maybe monogamish is something you should explore. Check it out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.